It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Today, we will be double dipping on the guest front. That's right. Two great golf guys from USA Today Sports will be joining us. We'll get into all sorts of stuff. Maybe even a little tiger talk. Yes, that's right. The man returns with Charlie tomorrow. How will that go? Who cares? He's playing golf. You can't stop him. You can't stop us. Time for golf's most entertaining hour. The Pro Show. Let's go. And we're back. It's Friday afternoon. The Pro Show. How are you, Mr. Wade Weezer? How was your week? Fine, sir. Fine. How's your shopping coming? Oh, my shopping? We got one weekend left. Oh, man. I, I get that done early. Really? I, I was, um, I'm was i one of those people who pays attention to the news, unlike okay. yourself, right? And I heard about supply chain issues. Sure. Yeah. So I started like, I don't know, March. I, I mean... I jumped on a couple things early. I'm done, but... My wife's the worst to shop for. I don't mean worst. I mean, I'm the worst shopper when it comes to her. Well, the worst. I, it, I'm glad that you clarified that for yes, Amy. Yes, 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 yes. No, she's... Holy she's, moly. She's a great shopper. because. But she, that's the thing about Christmas. I have this very uh, uh, complex that I never do as well as she does, period. It's not a contest either. You want to hear my latest thing about Christmas right now or the holidays in general? I, I do. Right? Okay. I'm starting to... You send an email. I sent like two or three emails this week and people already have their holiday um, disclaimer up, you know, I'm going to be away from my right, desk yeah, yeah, until yeah, yeah. like January. What's the, what's the first Monday, the third, the third, right? Yes. I'm going to be away from my desk until January. I'm like, it's the 15th. <laughs> I know. We're not even in the last, like, you know, two weeks of the year yet. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I got like a hundred more days of this elf. And you, <laughs> and I mean, seriously, I mean, they're, they're, I'm already getting the, I, it's unbelievable. The world we live in. I, I tell want, you, I want my children to keep that magic alive, but I am sick of this, Elf. I, I, I'm sorry. Oh. Things are going to change next year. Anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you something I'm sick of. I, it, it's the news. I mean, it's the holidays. We should be celebrating a lot of different great things. Right. And like Savannah and Hoda this morning on the Today Show, they're just, they're just, they start out like you would think, honestly, the apocalypse is like a week from Tuesday. Yeah, you know? I right, mean, right, right, like, right, right. How do, they go, how do they go to work every day? And then like, how, how do they leave work? And not jump off one of the bridges. Well, I, I mean, think we should rename the Omicron uh, as Christmas COVID. It just makes it sound more pleasant. I mean, I don't know. Can we do I that? I, th- I mean, this is this is just a slippery slope that we're already sliding down right now. <laughs> but I mean, what I was listening to this morning, it's just it's just awful. So, you know, I, I encourage everyone to stick to the pro show. Listen to us twice this week because we're going to be super fun. We're going to have a good time with these guys this afternoon. Riley Hamill and Andy Nesbitt, two friends of mine from USA Today Sports, Golf Week. Uh, they host a podcast. They write um Andy's uh, an editor on For the Win, which is a really cool website as part of the USA Today Sports umbrella. All sorts of cool stuff. 
I'm going to throw them a couple softballs this afternoon and see where these guys take it. They're okay. they're a live wire, especially Riley. So get the uh, get the dump button <laughs> button ready. Yeah, I'm going to ramp like a 20 minute delay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Side. I mean, he 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 has a contest. I think every every week <laughs> on his podcast, how many f bombs he can drop. But anyway, well, we'll we'll keep it clean. We'll keep it clean for sure. Oh, a lot to the swear jar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, swear suitcase or something. I don't know. Think of something. I couldn't think of something very big quickly. <laughs> I don't know. Swear anyway, keg. Swear two, keg. There you go. Yeah. Two great guys, though, and um, very lively, and I can't wait to get into it with them. We're going to talk to them about a bunch of different things. Tiger's back this weekend. I know everybody's heard about it. It's the PNC Championship. What was the father-son, now the parent-child. We love this stuff. And, you know, this, this year, we do complain from time to time about a couple different things. But probably if I had to go back, if we were doing like the top five complaints of 2021, it has to be LPGA coverage. And also too much complaining. Yes. Well, that's number one. But this like number two would be LPGA TV coverage. Right. right? I mean, like they have some great superstars out there and I'm not going to get up on my horse or anything like that. And I'm not a rider. But so. The, the thing is, is that, I mean, I think they're already doing golf pregame for Saturday's first round for the PMC championship <laughs> because Tiger's playing in it. I, I looked at the broadcast schedule because I wanted to bring it up for everyone. And, and there's not a lot of golf going on, folks. So we're, we're going to go in depth here for a second. But they start two hours prior to their coverage. With pregame, you would think it was the NFL. You know, right. you turn on the NFL, it's like 5 a.m. and they, and right. there, there's like Michael Irvin, and he's like, "You got to look at Aaron Rodgers today, right?" I'm like, "Aaron's playing at 8 p.m. Come on, tonight, right? Yeah, it's not even the same day. It's like 14 hours from now. Yeah, it's not even the same day. But they're gonna go uh, on Saturday round one. They're gonna start at 1:30 Golf Channel, 2:30 NBC, and they go to 5:30. So uh, I'll give you 10 guesses, you know, what window Tiger's tea time is in there. You know, he's he, they came out with the tea times and they're great for round one. Now, round two is based upon Saturday, Saturday's round one sure. play. But um, as expected, they have JT and his dad, Justin Thomas, Tiger's probably number one friend on tour uh, down there in the Jupiter area. They have they have Charlie and Tiger uh, with Mike and JT. Of course, Mike is a PGA professional like myself. Taught JT. He's also teaching Charlie is okay. is what I've heard. So, you know, it makes sense that they're all together there. But there's a tea time right before. I mean, there's a couple of really interesting pairings like you have Nick Faldo with Rich Beam and then you've got Nick Price with Stuart Sink. OK, I, I mean, the, you got these two American guys and the two Knicks that were great in the 90s. Right. It, they're both number one in the world at one point. I don't know that VJ with Gary Player. Really? Who decides this? I, I, I obviously a blind draw. Okay, <laughs> Tom Watson with Patty Harrington, right? Right. Let, let's let's not put, you know, Patty Harrington with Bubba or something fun like that, right? We're gonna put Bubba with Lee Trevino. I mean, you're gonna need earplugs in that group. <laughs> I mean, the two of them never stop. They won't finish playing golf. They're like the third group off or something. Anyone behind them, it's a six hour round. Those two guys, but the the group right before this is where this is the point I'm getting to here. I know, I know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Right? You've got John Daly and his son JD John Daly the second. Right. Okay. Which is a really interesting pairing in and of itself. And if Tiger and Charlie weren't there, it would probably be the most interesting right, pairing okay. with Nellie Corda and her dad Peter. So you've got John Daly and Nellie Corda. 
right? Nelly Corda, 23 years old, was number one in the world this year, gold medal, major champion, super buttoned up, right. you know, always, you know, plays really well, you know, athletic, young, like just superhero of women's golf. And in this right? corner. And then, and then over here, you've got this guy on probation or something. Right, the John right? Candy of golf. Oh, my goodness. Right. We're going to get we, I got a good story for you uh, later about J.D., but um, that's neither here nor there right now. Nellie Corda, they have to pair with John Daly. I mean, of all the people they could have put her with, right? I mean, I just think, and it's the group before Tiger. So at least, well, I guess someone knows what they're doing. They're, it's going to be entertaining. Good lead-in, yeah. Good lead-in audience. You get to Saturday. With any luck, we'll get a uh, we'll get a Woods-JD pairing in the final round on on Sunday, or, or, or part of the round on Sunday, or something interesting like that. Speaking of Sunday, uh, coverage starts at noon, the live coverage. The pregame starts at 4 a.m., but the uh, live coverage on Golf <laughs> Channel starts at noon to 1, and then 1 to 4.30 on NBC. They're trying to fit it in there where you're bored with the <laughs> sure. 1 o'clock game, and then you're not really into the 4.30 game yet uh, in football. So pretty cool. You know, Tiger with Charlie. You start to think about this. It's not even been 300 days, I think, since uh, February 23rd when when Tiger had that, you know, near fatal car accident. You know, I start to think about all this. I mean, that's that's a lot to put into perspective. And the fact that the last time we saw him was at this PNC championship playing with Charlie and then he had the back surgery and he shut it down and then the accident, of course, and then we didn't see him for basically 10 months. And now he's been on the TV screen on every channel. I mean, even savannah and hoder talking about him you know <laughs> it's in a negative light but they're talking about him you know it's fine so it's just it kind of blows my mind you know i mean which begs the question you are a golf fan but you're not an avid golfer right mm-hmm. looking at this from thirty thousand feet which is always your kind of macro view of the world that i bring up every friday afternoon for you i mean what do you think when you put this into perspective when you see tiger going from what you saw in february to the build-up that you know, I have kind of brought to the table. And of course, obviously, I'm just regurgitating what's going on in the media. But what do you think about all this? I, th- I mean, it's no, regardless of if you're a fan or not, it, it's it's about overcoming obstacles. He's back. Who the hell thought he'd be back in the same calendar year? We Just as an outsider, like you said, going back that to that day, seeing those pictures, I thought we were going to hear that he's gone and then and. and Anyone who saw those first pictures without getting any reports thought the same thing. To think that he was be walk again is was a great thing, and then he's actually on back on the course. So I think it's it, it's you can't take it as anything but inspirational. Thank you for giving me no warning to think that. Well, you, to come up I mean, that statement. Come on, this is live radio <laughs> from what the is, heart. Like, yeah. that, oh, like yeah. there's any warning for anything? Inspirational. Um, I can go with that word for sure. You know, the one thing that gets me. You know, it inspires you in one way, but the thing that inspires me about it is that he looks like he's really into golf. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm talking as a life from a life point of view. But no, yeah, he is. He looks he's like bad. he is like totally engaged, and I don't know. Obviously, the 2019 Masters win, cool, everything great. His comeback from the injuries and the back and everything, but like this is the first time I feel like in about six or seven years where Tiger has that like smile on his face. And he's just grinning ear to ear. And he's like, hey, boys, I'm back. I'm coming. Right. And yes, he's not going to be able to play a ton of golf at first. But I think he's 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 kind of like, you know, just playing downplaying it just right. a little bit. I've got this I've got this gut feeling that he's going to do number 83. All time winner on the PGA Tour. It's coming. 
He's also got nothing to prove anymore. So don't you think that a little bit of like this is all icing for him? He's got nothing to lose at this point after what happened to him this year. He's probably got some per life perspective as well. Well, you know, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. So that this is why I love to put you on the spot, because you come up with these things and, you know, you shed a little light on this conversation in a way that doesn't have my usual lifetime golf bias. And what's interesting about that is that a lot of times when people go through something tragic like that, that it shifts their focus. Right. Mm -hmm. They start to maybe appreciate things a little bit more. Sure. And you know what? I bet you he got pretty jaded after all of what happened from Thanksgiving 2009 and on his life in the media, even even the days before that, how much he was scrutinized and this and that and the other thing. And now he's probably looking at it like, hey, man, I saw the pictures of that car. Yeah, I was in that car. Right. I didn't I didn't leave my bed for like two months. Right. Like this. How can you not get some perspective? If I'm if I'm truly a cat, I've, I think I've used like seven or eight of my lives at this <laughs> right. point. Right. So I think I'm going to I'm going to have some fun with this last one. And if that's the case, if we're talking about a guy that feels like he's arrived and just like how you so succinctly put it right there, where you feel like, hey, you know, he's like back into this and, you know, even playing looser now. Oh, boy. That's that's even more dangerous. For oh, anyone my else. goodness. You know, like it, if Tiger Woods had nothing to prove. Right. That's like Tom Brady's got nothing to prove. It's like Michael Jordan's got nothing to prove. Let it fly. Right. You know, like, oh, I missed a shot. Did you see the car wreck? You know, like, are you kidding me right now? And um, I mean, I think great things are, are are on their way and they're coming. And, you know, speaking of great things last week, we we were talking just left, right. And the other thing. And uh, no, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But good try. Good try. Um, there was a story I wanted to touch upon because it's it's kind of a local story. And it always will be when we start to talk about Molly Marcus Saman. And I spoke to her last week. She did a press conference. The LPGA did a press conference and they started talking about she did an interview with Golf Digest with Keely Levins. Really, really good interview. Go read it. GolfDigest.com. And she started to talk about what the future of the LPGA tour is like, et cetera, et cetera. So a couple things. Her strategic plan, I want the top 150 players in the world to be able to play for a living, not okay. just like the top 10. Sure. I love wow. that idea. Yeah. Yeah. You got to extend it, right? It's not this that, that it's not just that. Woo. It's not just that she wants the top five to make the millions of dollars that the top five men are making or maybe the top 20 men are making. But she's like, how about the how about the bottom end of that range? How about the the hundredth man versus the hundredth woman when it comes to equity and purses and so on and so forth and right. sponsorships and such. So I thought that that was a really kind of interesting way of looking at, you know, the full spectrum rather than just looking at the top half, et cetera. Um, Love that. Mike Juan, last piece of advice was concentrate on the players, concentrate on the tournaments. You look at their schedule next year. We talked to Roberta Bowman almost a month ago. You could tell that she's really focused. Purses are up. Schedule looks tight, looking good. They've got great venues it, just all sorts of good things going on there. Um, folks, Molly Marcus-Simon in seven years at Princeton as the AD had 65 Ivy League titles. It was 20 more than anyone in the Ivy League during her tenure. Okay? The LPGA is for real. It's going to be cool. And last bit on that, she's coming on the week before, the Friday before they start in January, mid, mid-January. mid I think it's the 14th. Right. She's coming on. She's going to be on back on the pro show second nice. time. She's so excited. I'm excited. And you know what else makes me excited? Now you can hit the music. There we go. All right. <laughs> That's our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA. Section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. 
Led by PGA professionals, programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Quarter after three in here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with the guys from USA Today Sports, Andy and Riley. Take us out, Wade. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. His name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Today, we have two of golf's super storytellers with us. Andy Nesbitt and Riley Hamill are part of the global USA Today sports team. Their perspective on the game is exciting and entertaining. We're going to give them just a couple of very wide-open questions and let them do their thing. Golf's in a great place because people like them promote it so well. But before we get to them, our friends from Pearl Jam. Thank you for that on the board there, Mr. Wade Weezer. We've got two guests today, so we got to jump right into this. Andy, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing great. I'm playing air guitar to, to Corduroy, one of the best opening songs you can hear from Pearl Jam. I'm ready to go. All right, Riley, how about you, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Not not sure if me and Andy deserve that wonderful introduction, but we'll take it. Well, there might be one more intro coming, so hold your <laughs> hold your praise for a moment. All right, so I'm sure you guys are both wearing your Sunday red this afternoon, but let's get right into it. Tiger, tomorrow. Riley, I'll start with you, right? What's your favorite all-time Tiger memory? It's funny. We were actually talking about this, me and Andy, on our show this week, and I wanted to go with a little bit less obvious one, right? Obviously, the first thing that comes to mind for pretty much everybody is the 2019 Masters, because how can not that come straight to mind? 
but mine is within that final round of the 2019 Masters. I think about the 12th hole after Frankie and Tony dump their tee shots into the water and Tiger hits an eight iron right over the middle of the bunker and goes up and stands on the green while Frankie and Tony are taking their drops and hitting their little chip shots onto the green. That is the most, if there's a moment to capitalize Tiger in one moment, I think that is it. Oh yeah. That's a total baller move right there. I love that. Absolutely. That's really good. How about you, Andy? What are you going to come back with? All right. Well, I'm a, a to break down the third wall. I'm a little older than Riley and um, I'm going to go to a moment that doesn't include a major championship. Let's go back to a year. I like to call 1997. We're at the Phoenix open. It's then called the Phoenix open. Tiger Woods on the 16th hole before the, it was a stadium hole. He gets a hole-in-one on that hole. The place goes bananas. Beer cups are flying in the air. Tiger, you do in the 1990s, is raising the roof. And as a golf fan at that moment, it was like, you know, he'd already won 96. He won the Las Vegas tournament. But for that moment, you're like, as a kid, you're like, this is my guy. Golf has changed now forever. And whenever they show that highlight, uh, I still get goosebumps to this day. You know, I always think about that highlight because I've been to that 16th hole recently. I was there in 2020. Yeah, 2020. And there's no stands around that hole, you know, kind of what they've built as an arena now. That tells you how much golf has changed basically from that moment. Yeah, because of Tiger, right? I mean, you saw that, like, you didn't see crowds act like that before. I've never seen crowds throwing beer cups in the air after, you know, some some guy like, you know, Curtis Strange gets a hole in one or something like no one was celebrating that way. And like, that was the shift of golf. And that was like, Hey, you know, Tiger later went on that year to win the masters and start everything. But that was really the start to me of the change of golf and the Tiger Woods era. Well, if I go back in time, my favorite Tiger memory is definitely that putt he had to make at Valhalla in 2000 against Bob May. It's about a good four footer. He's on the 18th hole. He's above the hole, and he's got to he's got to sink that putt to get into the playoff. And I think about you know the contrast between Bob May, touring professional, and what Tiger was going for his third major in a row, and how that guy pushed him on that back nine, and how great golf as a sport is. And I had I had a unique opportunity from '98 to '03. I worked at Isleworth, and that's you know during the height of Tiger living there and and doing all these things. And I got to ask him a question one time and I said, you know, and this is from, you know, I think I probably asked him the question in 2002. So it's 2002 or prior. And he said that that was one of the things that held his focus the most because he knew he should be making that putt. And that was one of the things he was the most nervous over. And I was like, wow. And I went back and I looked at that. And if you look at his mannerisms, he's like so locked in more so. And then he goes out on that first playoff hole and there's the famous pointing when you know people make a big deal about Kevin Na running putts in that that putts like ten feet from the hole and Tiger's running up with his finger and it's it's just amazing and it, it's it's great to have him back. I mean, how excited Riley are you to have the man back, even if it is the parent child this weekend? It's it's golf is just a different world when Tiger Woods is involved with a golf tournament. Like a PNC Pro Am today, tickets were sold out, couldn't go to it. And that's just kind of the juice that he brings. Everybody gets more excited, and just golf is just such a better place with Tiger Woods. So, speaking of it being a better place with more people and more fans, et cetera, Andy, where do you think he'll play in 2022? Can we design a schedule for him? <laughs> Riley and I have been trying to do that on our podcast, Twilight Nine, if you guys, it's the podcast out there. And it's, 
we, you know, we, we, in the last four weeks, we're like, he's never going to play again. He's going to play in the father's son. He's never going to play again. Oh my God. He's hitting driver, uh, at the hero. Like he's back. So it's very difficult, right. To figure out where he is health wise. I've been, I spent the morning tracking his, you know, pro-am and, you know, he was doing some limping. They said he was still stiff. Like he, his legs and his body took a lot of damage. So I'm not a doctor. I'm just a dumb sports blogger who eats carbs late at night. So who am I to say like how he's going to be physically, but I would love to see him play. You know, he said he's going to handpick places. So why don't you say uh, the Arnold Palmer before the Masters, then the Masters, and then the the, the British Open at um, at the Old Course? All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to toss in Genesis because even though Riviera, everyone right. thinks of the clubhouse up on the hill, Riviera, if you've ever played it, it's a pretty flat walk. It's it's, it's not really a, flat. It's not a terrible walk. I mean, Southern Hills, TCC, not ideal spots for Tiger to go. Certainly Augusta, not an ideal spot to walk. Not um, at all. You think he plays Augusta, Riley? Uh, go ahead, Riley. I do. I think I know the walk is definitely something that he'll have to consider. Uh, but, I mean, the thing about Tiger is I know the injuries his body has taken just such a beating. But the thing that kind of separates and kind of Brady in the NFL is the same way. Brady gets older. Maybe his arm talent is as good, but his mind can still separate him from everybody else. And Tiger knows that place like the absolute back of his hand. So even if he's not in peak physical condition, he could pro- he could just think his way around that place better than anybody else showing up that week. The first time I went to the Masters was 98 and O'Meara's famous putt on the last hole. But a lot of people don't remember that early on that Sunday, Jack made a run. And the roars were coming through the crowd. And at that time, Jack was like nearly 90 years old or something, you know, and he was getting around. So local knowledge plays a huge part in all of that. And folks, if you're looking for a little local knowledge, we have two guests with us this afternoon. It's Riley Hamill and Andy Nesbitt. They are hosts of the Twilight Nine podcast. They're also writers for USA Today, Golf Week. We love these guys because they, they're bringing some really kind of entertaining opinions to the golf landscape. So Going down that road, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, Riley, I'll start with you first this time. What will you remember most about 2021 in golf? I am the, uh, well, it's tough to, aside from Tiger's car accident, because I think that's one of those things that just goes down, like that's going to be remembered forever. Um, I'm a Rory McIlroy backer to the day that I die. And the way that he was talked about this year dude's losing it he's having a terrible year blah 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 i always remember the year that rory mcelroy played like crap won twice i don't know i don't know if anybody else in the world does that that's a great point you know you don't think of. i mean rory's definitely been when you start to think about rory you don't think wells fargo you think about ripped shirts you know maybe that's current events i don't know but um he does get a bum rap and that guy is probably the most talented guy other than tiger out there how about you andy when you think back to 2021, what do you think of? Well, first of all, I think Riley's the only person in the world that's going to remember 2021 for the Welch Fargo. <laughs> he, he, yep. he loves Roy yep. McIlroy to no end. But uh, there's two things I remember. First is Bryson DeChambeau's drive at six on Saturday at Bay Hill when he put his arms up in the air. I've never seen anything like that. You know, he, oh, yeah. he hits it over the water. He's got his arms in the air. He's walking after it. And I'm like, is this like Happy Gilmore, like movie come to real life? Like the way he, he, he changed that tournament and, you know, it was Bryson DeChambeau all year long. But when it comes to golf, how do you not remember, like, this is the year of John Rahm? Uh, he, like his close to the season 
was Tiger-esque. And then what he did at the Ryder Cup, playing all five matches and just being dominant. And it just seems like this coming year is going to be another year of John Rahm. I'm going to go with Phil and the 18th hole at Kiowa. So when the crowd came out around him, um, it just seemed like such a release of like golf fandom, you know, up until that point, you know, going into that week, they were only allowing 10,000 fans and, you know, all of this, these restrictions were still in play. And then next thing you know, there's a zillion people and a 50 year old man winning, you know, what was said going to be the toughest major championship ever. So um, I'm a little older than you guys. So maybe, maybe my heart leans that way with a bias, but I'm going to go with Phil at 50. Now enough of this retrospective stuff, right? I want, I, I like to look at both sides of the coin. So as we look ahead, let's have a little fun here, right? So Riley, I'm going to make you, let's say CEO of the PGA of America and Andy, I'm going to make you CEO of the USGA. All right. These are newly appointed positions. As we go forward, into 2022, Andy, I'll start with you at the USGA. What are we going to do to sustain this popularity of golf and continue? Because I mean, 2021 was a pretty good year in golf. It was a pretty good coming out party. How can we make it even better? I think you got to focus on the amateur game and not put any restrictions towards you know different clubs or you know anything that can make this game easier for amateurs because this game, as we all know, is hard enough as it is. Um, so I would just say that let's, let's release, you know, let's open the doors to anything and everything that can make this game more fun for you and I to go out there on a Saturday and hack it around. How about you, Riley, over there at the PGA of America? I'm a PGA pro. You're my CEO. What, what are you going to be telling me in our uh, state of the union address come uh, January 15th? <laughs> There's a couple things. One, uh, I would put golf on TV more. I know that's a very popular take that everybody loves to make fun of people in charge over in golf TV for not putting it on TV. But the prime example that comes to mind is like the CJ cup. We were watching Bernhard and Langer attempt to make three and a half foot putts instead of watching Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler and Colin Morikawa battle it out the CJ cup, just ridiculous behavior. So that'd be the first thing that comes to mind. And then the other one that came to mind when me and Andy were actually talking about the QBE last week is I would, I would make that a men women tournament. Like what Bubba and Lexi did was electric. If you get some of the biggest names in the sport on either end, women's and men's, have Xander Shoffley play with Nelly Corda and stuff like that and pairings like that, it would be electric and make that tournament a must-watch event at the end of the calendar year and be kind of like a perfect wrap-up to the golf season. And it gets more eyes on the women's game as well. You know, the coverage snafus were all over the place this year, but the one that kills me, and it's, it's recent, but... I had Lydia Ko as an outright at the Pelican Women's Championship, and she's in a four-way playoff, and I, it, NBC just cuts out. I couldn't even watch it. I had to stream it, right? And we couldn't even watch a four-way playoff with four players that were top 15 in the world rankings. Could you imagine, like, JT, Rom, Morikawa, and DJ were in a playoff, and it just turned off? I mean, what? <laughs> and it seems to happen too much. It seems to happen every other weekend where Twitter just blows up with, I cannot watch golf right now. And even when it goes, oh, we're going to move to streaming, you try to stream it online and it says the stream will be coming live soon. Like you just can't watch golf. So that's what I would just put golf on TV so people can actually enjoy the game of golf. Well, one of the reasons that they struggle with coverage at time is due to sponsors. So you know, it's kind of an awkward transition to the point where I got to take a quick break. But I want to get back into this because ESPN <laughs> Plus came out with their new version of PGA Tour Live. So start thinking about that, guys. We're going to go to a quick break and then we'll come back. Folks, up next more with Two of Golf's cool 
conversationalists, Riley Hamill and Andy Nesbitt. See you in a second. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Today's interview is brought to you by Summit Golf Brands. Golf's coolest company offers everything you need to look great while you play your best. As the weather starts to turn, you have to be prepared for on and off the course. Take a look at the award-winning zero-restriction line of active and outerwear. Yes, ladies, they offer yoga pants and city windbreakers. The Urban Wind Jacket will have your friends asking where you got it. Guys, if you want that cool off-the-course look on the links, try the new Champ Hoodie. It's a hybrid wind jacket with ultra-soft sleeves and lining. You can immediately tell Summit believes in creating products that people really want. Right now, Zero Restriction is offering an exclusive 25% off discount with code STEWART25! So run, don't walk to that computer, and head to ZeroRestriction.com for all your cool golf and lifestyle gear needs. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I I get a lot of that too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the pro show and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. To our conversation with Andy and Riley. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Thanks to these two, we have a very cool vibe this afternoon. So let's continue with that. Come as you are. I'm loving the Seattle scene this afternoon there, Wade, for these guys. Live Seattle scene. Live? Yeah, thank you. Recorded live. Thank you. Yes, recorded live, of course. Well, why don't we get to uh, our live conversation and the back nine with the two boys, all right? Riley and Andy, welcome back to the show. How are you guys liking the vibe this afternoon? I love it. Let's keep going. All right, so. Fantastic. Let's let's get back to it then. We're talking about TV coverage, et cetera, streaming. I mean, there are just a myriad of options out there in the world right now with which we can watch golf. And I know that you guys love to wager a little bit, too. So I think we'll get into that in just a second. But this ESPN Plus PGA Tour live coverage and what they're planning on doing. How excited, Andy, are you about that? Thrilled. Like when I saw this announcement was a couple weeks ago last month. Uh, it was great because I'm an ESPN plus watcher and, you know, with UFC and with, you know, all the hockey, you can see every hockey game now on, on ESPN plus, it's just an easier, uh, process to watch the sports that you want to watch. And so they're going to have what, four different streams on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be right there on your TV. Like, like Riley was talking earlier about how it can be tough sometimes to watch golf. It feels like this relationship with ESPN plus is going to be a big step to make it a little bit easier for us fans. Sure, there'll still be tons of commercials, but at least there's going to be just an easier way to watch golf, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Riley, we're going from 85 in the production room to 210. Four channels. They might even be a fifth channel, just a Rory channel for you. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, how much are you salivating at this coming mid-January when it, when it makes its debut? Yeah, I mean, I was, when PGA Tour Live first began a thing, I think I bought a subscription within 20 minutes of the announcement. I think it, that was one of the best things that happened to golf in a long time, to be able to watch coverage at 7 o'clock in the morning. 
till eight o'clock at night after it went on TV was a game changer. And them having the main feed, which is just going to be kind of, you know, obviously what, what is happening on the course, what are the best shots, right? Like NFL red zone type of thing. And then they're going to have a marquee group, feature group, features hold. It's going to be so much golf and it's going to be fantastic. The one thing I wish that hopefully at some point they add is I think it was the November masters. Maybe it might even be in the April masters too. Uh, they had a channel where you could pick like your favorite guys. Like you could have five or six guys and just select it. And then it would only show the shots of those guys in the channel. I forget what they called it. Having one of those at every PGA tour event would be fantastic. But I think this is the, I've been on ESPN plus a lot recently with uh, Tommy boys, man in the arena. It's been fantastic. Um, but I can't wait for this because I'm a golf junkie Thursday through Sunday. It's on my TV from 7 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. Well, I could barely wait for this afternoon uh, to get, talk to these two guys, Andy Nesbitt and Riley Hamill, hosts of the Twilight Nine podcast there on Golf Week. Two great guys that love and have, have a tremendous passion for the game of golf. So, Riley, I'm going to continue with you. How did you get so involved in reporting in golf? And why do you love golf so much? So I worked at a private country club down in Tampa when I was going to college, and then I turned pro in 2019. And then when COVID hit, uh, I lost my job and couldn't find another one. I was stuck in Tampa, Florida. And then I just started sending out emails to, like, small golf blogs, and one eventually hired me. And then I just started a podcast, and then a year later, it was I got hired by Golf Week. It got brought on by Golf Week, and now me and Andy do the show together. So it's been a crazy year and a half, but shout out COVID because it's the only reason why we're here. Well, you you might just be the only person that gives shout outs to COVID, but well, shout out COVID. I, I'm going to continue <laughs> there for a second. All right, I'll give you a moment here. Promote your show. What's What goes on in the Twilight Nine? We do a bunch of stuff. Obviously, we don't take it too seriously. It's a very relaxed talk. Uh, betting is a big key of it. We love betting money. I'm not saying we're very good at it. We lose money. We win some money. Andy just hit the winner at the QBE shootout. Shout out him picking the winner out of 12 options. It was very impressive. Uh, But yeah, we don't take it too seriously. It's really, really fun. Twilight Nine, you can get it wherever you listen to podcasts. We're all over Golf Week. We're on social media and stuff. So have a listen. We just have a really good time. It's a lot of fun. Now, Andy Nesbitt, I I believe you're down there in Jacksonville, which for your ESPN Plus coverage is the height of like hockey fandom. So how did you get involved in golf? Uh, well, I began playing golf by sneaking on a very expensive course in my hometown of Duxbury, Mass. When I was a kid, uh, we were thankfully the back nine was on the other street, uh, other side of the street of the clubhouse. So we would all meet at four o'clock in the afternoon, put on our khaki shorts and our collared shirts, and we'd go play golf, pretending like we were rich people when we were not. Um, and then over the years, I got into sports media, and golf is just always like people always ask me like, what's your favorite sport? I'm like golf. Like I watch like an incredibly insane amount of golf each week. Like I should be locked up sometimes how much golf I watch. And that kind of just led me to certain things. I was at Fox sports for a while and I got to cover a couple of us opens with them. And, um, I came over here to USA today sports and just started working uh, with the golf week guys recently, but I've been a columnist for for the win on USA today sports for the last three years. And I've done a lot of writing on golf that way. Andy, let's continue this conversation. Now, it's come up a couple times, just subtly, but there is a wagering world out there. Why does the future of golf include wagering? Why are these two on on, on such a – they're not on a parallel course anymore. I mean, they are ready to collide if they haven't collided already. Why is this such a powerful um, sort of engine 
that's kind of coming into the golf stratosphere, into our ecosystem, what, what will it mean to the future of golf wagering? I think golf is great for betting because golf is set up for gambling. It's an easy sport to uh, not to pick overall winners and stuff like that. That's hard. But like live betting, it's built for that. Like six or seven years ago, I was at the, um, the, the Genesis in L.A. on a Thursday with four buddies, and we're just following a random group, and we're just gambling between ourselves. You know, three to one, he hits this approach shot on the green. You know, eight to one, he makes this four-footer. Four and like we were just handing money over as we just followed these guys. And randomly, like Luke Walton was following this, that group because his buddy was playing in the group, and he started gambling with us. Like everyone is just throwing money around and gambling. And it makes, you know, golf is, can be slow, and it can lead yourself to just sit there and watch and be like, oh, I'll bet on this, I'll bet on that, I'll bet on this. And you sit there, and it's just, it's just an easier sport to gamble on, I think. I, hey, I agree. You know, I have my own website that surrounds the gaming of golf and I write a weekly newsletter. I love it. I, I think that as a PGA professional, um, you know, no offense to the association, but more people are going to get engaged in golf due to wagering than through some program that's going to get them out to a clinic, you know, in March when they're freezing. That's for sure. I mean, the, if I mention the name Lanto Griffin to my wife, she knows who he is because she bets golf, not because he's done something amazing in his life. You know, I, I, I'm with you guys. I love it. And, you know, Riley, as we look forward outside the gambling vertical, right, what else are you really kind of anticipating as a great story coming forward in 2022? Uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at one player because he's just due for a breakthrough. Me and me and uh, Andy were joking about it the other day that it would have been really funny if he won the hero because it doesn't count as a win. But I think, I think the year of 2022 is Scotty Shuffler time. I think he's going to win a couple times. He's in majors pretty much every single time he tees it up in one. So I'd be looking out for Scotty Shuffler to win at least a tournament and then maybe even a major next year on top of that. So what do you think about the addition of Ted Scott on his bag? He's a top five caddy on tour. There's no doubt, right? Do you think that is that part of the reason why? I love it. I, I actually had the opportunity to interview Teddy uh, probably three or four months ago. One of the nicest guys I've ever talked to. And he's a good player in his own right. I know that's hilarious. Everybody loves to say that about caddies. But it's true. He's an absolute stick. But he's so knowledgeable at the game of golf. He knows how to work his way around golf courses. I mean, he's seen every inch of every PGA Tour course because of the way Bubba Watson plays golf, that he'll be able to get Scotty Scheffler around. And I think it was the perfect addition to Scotty Scheffler's team because Teddy is, uh, like you said, top five caddy on tour. All right, Andy. What's on, what's, what's on your whiteboard for 2022? I'm just stunned that Riley Riley's thing wasn't can Rory McIlroy defend at the Wells Fargo. I'm stunned he didn't say that. Um, <laughs> I, I, when he said the one guy, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I was like, here we go. It's finally his year, Rory McIlroy. <laughs> no, I go. Um, I, I got another guy who I can't wait to watch this year, who's already been fantastic in his career. The numbers he's put up so far are just unreal. Uh, Colin Morikawa, right? He's just. Um, He's shown us everything in his first 60 or so starts, you know, multiple majors, uh, just always contending in big events, great at the Ryder Cup, and he seems ready to have one of those Tiger-type years. And to watch him, you know, he'll be battling with Rom and a, a, num another, a number of other, you know, younger stars, but I think Morikawa could be the next star that, like, just rises above everybody. Yeah, you brought it up right there. I think for me, it's definitely either Rom versus Morikawa or Nelly versus Jin Young Ko. 
you know, that we have these battles for number one in the world. When you think back, when has there ever been, you know, just such a such competition at the top of the, you know, of the charts like we're going into this year with the two major tours? For me, that's that's where it's kind of at. And of course, where we started our conversation with Tiger as well. Now, before we conclude this afternoon, we have a little tradition here on the pro show, and that is we do a little rapid fire Q&A with our guests. The listeners love it because they get to know you guys just a little bit more on on the intimate side. So you guys up for a little fun? Of course. Always up for some intimacy. All right. Well, (laughs) cue the 70s guitar music then. All right. Here we go. Uh, We'll go first with Andy. Andy, family not included, name one person you would love to have lunch with. Eddie Vedder. Ooh, Riley, your favorite app on your phone. Favorite app on my phone. Yep. Oh my goodness! Um, rapid fire, rapid fire. Probably, tw- honestly, Twitter. Probably. Andy, back to you. You can go to one concert all time. Go backstage, passes and all. Who are you going to go see? Led Zeppelin, Madison Square Garden, nineteen seventy-two. I think. Ooh man, she's even thinking about this. Cool. All right, Riley, back to you. <laughs> Riley, would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy? Grammy. All right, so that begs the question: What band would you want to play a part part in? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my music choice for today, Nirvana. All right, Andy. One to ten, rate Riley's fashion sense. Uh, seven. I'll take that. <laughs> Anything above five is good, right? I'll take that. I'll take that. I thought it was going to be lower. I'll take that. He, he, nah, he's a young kid. He knows what he's doing. I, I just wear the same black T-shirt every day. Well, is is, is it the same black T-shirt or is it just a, is it a lot of black T-shirts? <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of black T-shirts. All right. Fair enough. Riley, back to you. On a scale of one to ten, rate how much of a sports dork Andy is. Oh, my God. I mean, can you go higher than 10? I'll just say 10. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a Rory chart, he's a 12. Okay, I get it. (laughs) Andy, back to you. Um, If you could add one athlete to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Uh, Larry Joe Bird. Riley, if you could attend one non-golf sporting event in 2022, what would you choose? Uh, Patriots at the Super Bowl because we're going to win it again. Oh, come on. Jeez. Who's your quarterback, Rory? Okay. Sure. He wants to. <laughs> no, I, I mean, let him do whatever he wants. All kidding aside, Tom's pretty amazing. But what Bill's done with that team, oh, man, unbelievable. It's absurd what, he, it's absurd what he's doing with this team right now. You got to give credit. Incredible. All right. One more, boys. Andy, describe Riley in one word. Uh, sweet. Okay. Are you guys in the same room? Uh, Riley, one more. I like to make, like to make things uncomfortable. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Riley. I'm okay just, with it. I'm, I'm fine. You better be. It's, it's out there. <laughs> Riley, describe Andy in one word. Hilarious. Well, you know what? Today has not only been hilarious, but it's been sweet as well. Guys, I can't thank you enough for your candor and all the fun. Um, you got to come back sometime. You guys are too much fun, that's for sure. Thanks for being here, Andy. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. I appreciate you being here too, Riley. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was awesome. Anytime. 
Folks, we're fast approaching 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got a weird at 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Wow, you really took my last opening comment to heart. Bringing back the grunge rock all by yourself. Glad t-shirt, baby. <laughs> Hit me with it. Steal the rhythm. Well, tonight the show will be up on all those podcast mediums. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You can check it out. Check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. At KJ Stewart PGA. You know what you're going to hear about there? What? Read the line, baby. Readtheline.com. Ooh. That's your thing. Little Chris Cornell. Let's go. And if you want to listen live to this show, because you might be all over the country like our two guests, 920ESPNNewJersey.com. You just hit that listen now button. All right, we got to turn off. Otherwise, we got to start paying money if we play anymore. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We're on a budget. And we're at the end of the year. That's right. Speaking of being on a budget and um, our wonderful sponsors, TaylorMade Golf has been with us for, for multiple years now. Yeah. And a big, big supporter of the pro show. And they love the weekly update. But you know what else they love? They love innovation. And I've got this read here, but I don't need it. And the reason why is it because... Tiger Woods is putting their new driver into play this week. All right. The guy hasn't played golf in a year competitively. Their new stealth driver. It's all over social media. Look it up. It's cool. Things unbelievable. Tiger's gotten in his bag this weekend. I don't know. Not said. I mean, if hey, when it comes down right down to it, if you want to check them out or to find a fitter near you, you just go to TaylorMadeGolf.com. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Naples, Florida. Jason Kokrak and Kevin Na birdied 12 of their last 13 holes Sunday in four ball and closed with a 12 under 60 to rally from a three shot deficit and win the QBE shootout. Kokrak and Na were five shots behind after a bogey on the par three 
fifth hole when they ran off nine straight birdies, seven of which by nah. And then it was Kokrak's turn down the stretch, and he finished off with a birdie on the last, a six-footer, right? Four teams had a chance to win over the final two holes. Kokrak blasted a drive down the fairway. He hit a wedge, like I said, to six feet, makes the birdie, two-shot lead. Billy Horschel got close with chipping in for birdie on the last hole. Horschel and Burns. They didn't have a, a score worse than 62 all week. I mean, I know this thing's in December, but the format, men, women, all of these low scores, people love this stuff. It was an impressive Sunday for sure, but what most piqued my interest this week was the shark congratulating the winners. Really? Yes. As he gave them a man hug, he was heard whispering, see you in February. <laughs> Kokrak and Na are both requesting a waiver from the PGA Tour to play the Saudi International. See you in February. In early February. <laughs> Just Google it. Just Google it. Just Google it. Almost 26 years after making his professional golf debut, Tiger Woods is still one of the biggest superstar athletes on the planet. Woods was the most Googled athlete in the year 2021 in the United States. Amazingly, Tiger earned the top spot despite not appearing in a single PGA Tour event yeah, during I the year. it. The other athletes who appeared on this, on this list were Simone Biles, Henry Ruggs III, Odell Beckham, and Aaron Rodgers. The only person overall who was searched more on Google was teenager Kyle Rittenhouse. You can Google it. It's worth a Google. Globally, Woods was the second most Googled athlete, finishing behind Danish soccer player Christian Eriksen, who had a near-death experience on the field at the Euro 2020. Google it. Now, YouTube no. star boxer Jake Paul no. was 10th on the list. And after seeing that Tiger beat him in 2021, Paul teased that it might be time for Woods to step in the ring with him. Jesus. Step in the ring with him. Yeah. Is this guy kidding me? Yes, yes. It's, you know, it's a nice touch around the holidays considering Tiger's recovering from a fatal car <laughs> crash. What's wrong with these Paul boys, honestly? A lot. That's a whole other show. A lot. Here come the rookies. A total of 29 players earned LPGA status for the first time following an eight-round grind at the Q. That's a rookie move, and you hate to see it. At the Q series over the last two weeks, winner Naran An was among them, carding Sunday's lowest round six under sixty six to finish at thirty three under par. It, it, it's unbelievable. You got a major winner in Hanako Shibuno and a hot shot from Thailand named Athaya Thitakul, who dominated in Europe this season. I mean, there's a whole list of ladies in the total of 46, four of which were amateurs. They also earned their LPGA status for 2022, and they got a make a little decision, college or pro, what sure. they want to do. You know, the LPGA continues as a truly world tour there, Mr. Wade Weezer. 15 were from the U.S., three from Australia, 10 from Europe, 12 from Japan, South Korea, Chinese Taipei, all, you know, Eastern Asia over there. An eight-round qualifying school. <laughs> Why not make it 15? <laughs> really? I mean, I mean, that's double the length that the men play for the Corn Ferry Tour yeah. Q School, right? Imagine playing for your livelihood grinding over 144 holes. Easy. I can play 18 holes without pain. <laughs> all right. A club pro goes low. With two low professional honors and eight PGA Championship appearances, PGA professional Rob LeBritz is no stranger to the big stage. But the director of golf at Glen Arbor Golf Club in New York really showed off this week at the final stage of the PGA Tour Champions qualifying tournament. LeBritz shot a closing round 64 to win the final stage of Q School by three strokes, 
With 79 golfers in the field, LeBritz had to bring his A-game to claim his Champions Tour card. And after posting scores of 65, 71, 67, 64, it's clear that he had no problem bringing it. A lesson in consistency, LeBritz carded one eagle, 18 birdies, and just three bogeys on his way to earning medalist honors at TPC Tampa Bay. He got a little emotional while celebrating his victory. He goes, I have an opportunity now to just showcase my golf game and get a bigger reach to people and make impressions and teach more. It's just a dream come true. By earning his tour card, LeBritz is eligible to compete on the 2022 PGA Tour Champions season. You know, for PGA.com, I interviewed Rob earlier this week. Oh, did you? He's been a club professional since he was 19. 15 years ago, he and his son came up with a goal of qualifying when he turned 50, 15 years ago, Wade, okay. right? Do, do you remember where you were 15 years ago? I do not. Yeah, I do not. Me neither. <laughs> Speaking of not remembering anything, um, run for the border. John Daly spent the weekend playing at Trump National Doral in Miami at the Trump Touring Pro weekend. His trip came with a few highlights, including an impressive one-handed chip in with his drink in his hand. Saw that one on social. That was great. <laughs> Additionally, Long John posted his Uber Eats order on his Instagram story, and it was excessive to say the least. Daily ordered $446.10 worth of Taco Bell and captioned the story, don't drink and order Taco Bell on Uber Eats. It's no secret that Daily doesn't live the healthiest lifestyle. No, he's not. But let's hope he had some, finish, had some help finishing the tacos and burritos. Ready? Let's break it down. Um, he got 20 mild sauce packets. Oh, you have a whole thing here. Oh, yeah. Okay. He got five grilled cheese burritos. That that was $22.15. Yeah. He got 10 Crunchy Taco Supremes. That was $28.70. He got 10 Spicy Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burritos. They are good. You want the tariff on that? 10 of those? <laughs> $77.90. I mean, this list goes on and on. Beef burritos. $446.10. 400 that, though, was the Uber charge, I think. I'm there's, not 100% sure. There's no doubt John Daly is a legend on the golf course for his ability to play alongside his his challenges off the course. But if he finished this order on his own, Wade, he gets my vote for the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. That's for sure. The Dean's List, no doubt. J.R. Smith tweeted out this week that he earned a 4.0 this semester. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb. You he added to that with a, with a video where he got a little emotional. He started talking. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., sometimes longer. The grind, bro. And he went on to say, especially when you don't think about, you can do it. You always hear about your disabilities and all this bleep stuff. <laughs> yeah, cool. Plays a part in why you can't think the way you want to. And put calculation, formulate stuff the way you want to, and still be able to achieve that stuff. That's stuff, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm happy about that one. 4.0, though. You know what? That's, that's pretty impressive. Well, JR, we are happy about all that stuff, too. You know, he hasn't been in school since 2004. Imagine that. Hey, don't take this the wrong way. Uh, he was super emotional. You, everyone that listens to this show, we love JR. This is the year's most positive golf-related story, and it keeps giving us great news. I can't wait to see where this spring semester brings. And that's your Pro Show update for the week ending December 17th, 2021. Quick thank you from all of our sponsors, one of which is not Taco Bell. <laughs> Taylor Bay Golf, 
New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands. Next week on the Pro Show, he's back. We're going to try it again. PGA National Teacher of the Year, Mark Blackburn. Had a little conflict last time. I blame Gary Woodland, but he's back. And uh, you know who else will be back? Myself and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Wade Weezer. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief leadership thought. Successful people are able to appreciate the past and use it to predict the future. Write down your wins and losses for 2021. Be aware of your failures, and you'll be able to avoid them going forward. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.